When I was 27 years old, I left a very demanding job in management consulting for a job that was even more demanding, teaching. At least during my lifetime, I was told all these things are what really matter. And it turns out that that's not, probably not the, the, the case. Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? Together we'll find the ideal path on The Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. You may have noticed that we like to change things up a little bit here on The Way to Wow Show. So today, we are going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to show you a TED Talk by one of my favorite thinkers and talk about her ideas a little bit and how we might apply them to our lives. But first, I'm going to mix myself up a cocktail. So when I was, the day I graduated from high school is a very, very, very hot day in Santa Barbara, California. And after the ceremony, but before we were getting on the bus to go to grad night at Disneyland, which was a big new thing back then, my mom took me to lunch. And for the first time in my life, I had something called a frozen margarita. And so in honor of that auspicious occasion, we're gonna mix one up. Now I have, I'm lucky to have this, uh, this glass here from uh, Papacitos uh, Cantina, and it has the measures for each of the ingredients. But basically, I'm gonna use some um, uh, Milagro uh, Blanco tequila. Normally you would have about two parts of tequila. I don't drop this bottle. Oh, well, a little bit more than two parts, but that's okay. The crew won't mind if the margarita has a little bit uh, extra tequila in it, will they? No, not at all. Okay, good, good. And then some kind of orange liqueur. Um, my orange liqueur of choice is Cointreau, um, mostly because they talk about it in Casablanca, one of my favorite movies. And see, I got a chuckle from the director of photography out of that. And then the last ingredient is fresh lime. I like fresh lime better than the mixes, um, just because it's it, like like in any cocktail, the freshness of it really has a great impact. So we're gonna squeeze that in there. Let's see, I think I'm probably gonna need more than one. Yep. And you'll notice that it would seem like you'd put it in this way, but you want to put it in the, the uh, flesh side down, because that's really what will squeeze out the juice. And yeah, that works out just right. So juice of one lime. And we're gonna, I'm gonna pour this into my, uh, this is kind of like a single serving blender container, which makes life easy. And we'll fill that up with some ice. Okay, and so we're gonna put in just a little bit more ice, kind of fill it up there, that should be good. And we'll cap this off nice and tight. Yep, there we go. And we're gonna put it here in the blender, hear that click in, power. Hopefully I'm not gonna have trouble getting this out like I did when I was testing it. There we go. 
And you know what? I like a cocktail glass, so we're gonna use that. And then that way also my colleagues can share. Enjoy, folks. How can you build a stronger mindset? So, as I mentioned in the intro, we don't have uh, a live guest today, but I'm gonna be talking about um, one of my favorite thinkers and authors, uh, Professor Angela Lee Duckworth. Uh, she was a MacArthur Fellow, and she's Professor of Psychology at the University of Pennsylvania, where she studies non-IQ competencies, including self-control and what she calls grit. She's the founder and CEO of Career Lab, a nonprofit with a mission to help children thrive. Her best known accomplishment is the New York Times selling book, Grit, The Power and Passion of Perseverance. And, and I have to tell you, it is an absolutely marvelous book. Um, it was first published, I believe, in 2016. And her ideas are, are really um, responsible for much of what you see us talking about here, here on the show, here on the Way to Wow show. So we're gonna watch a TED talk that Professor Duckworth gave, and I'm just gonna, I wanna examine some of her ideas, go into them a little bit more deeply. When I was 27 years old, I left a very demanding job in management consulting for a job that was even more demanding, teaching. I went to teach seventh graders math in the New York City public schools. And like any teacher, I made quizzes and tests, I gave out homework assignments. When the work came back, I calculated grades. What struck me was that IQ was not the only difference between my best and my worst students. And that got me thinking. The kinds of things you need to learn in seventh grade math, sure, they're hard. Ratios, decimals, the area of a parallelogram. But these concepts are not impossible. And I was firmly convinced that every one of my students could learn the material if they worked hard and long enough. After several more years of teaching, I came to the conclusion that what we need in education is a much better understanding of students and learning from a motivational perspective, from a psychological perspective. In education, the one thing we know how to measure best is IQ. But what if doing well in school and in life depends on much more than your ability to learn quickly and easily? So I'm gonna stop the video here because this is, I think this is her first crucial point, and that is that this, I, we get, I think we're very excited these days about the idea of smart people, people with high IQs, as if somehow that aspect of them alone makes them um, a good leader, or makes them a good uh, manager, or makes them innovative, and I don't think that's the case, and, and I, I would ask you to Think about your own experience and the people who have been most influential on you over the years. Uh, one that 
always leaps to mind when I think about this is I was working at Disneyland in the parking lot, and a woman drove up. Uh, she, she was in a big car. She was very nicely dressed. And she rolled down her window, and, and, and she, she kind of waved to me to come over. And so I walked over to her car, and, and she said in the most pleasant voice I think I've ever heard, would you help me out? And I can tell you at that moment, all I wanted to do was help this woman out. And she said, I'm trying to figure out where to park. Now, given that we were in the midst of a humongous parking lot, that was a very ridiculous question. But what she was really after was parking in the VIP parking, for which she was not entitled because she didn't have the proper tag on her car. But just her whole aura led me to pull a tag out of my pocket, put it on her car, and hand say, oh, just park right over here, ma'am. And when she said thank you, it was like I had just given her the crown jewels or something. Now, maybe she was an inordinately high, high IQ person, but I couldn't have known that in that interaction. She was tremendously charismatic, though. And I think we've all had, um, or hopefully we've all had, interactions with tremendously charismatic people. And then let's look at the other side of it. How many people do we know that are very, very successful who never even went to college? Or maybe they went to college, but they never graduated from college, right? Sort of the poster boy for that is um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, right? He, he founded Facebook, I think, in his college dormitory. Isn't that the story? But he never graduated from college. And yet he completely changed the way people interact in the entire world. I mean, his, his, one of his predecessors, Walt Disney, I don't even think Walt Disney graduated from high school. And yet he changed the entire nature of, of entertainment. He basically created the modern day amusement park and so many other things that we just take for granted. So I, I think, you know, when, when Professor Duckworth talks about there being other aspects of people that, that, um, help them make tremendous contributions to our society, that help them gain success for themselves besides IQ, what she's really in some ways doing is talking to all of us and saying, look, you don't have to be a genius in order to succeed. There are these other qualities that are at least equally, if not perhaps more important. And those, those qualities are our passion and, and, and probably most important grit, right? There's the famous saying from uh, Thomas Edison uh, when someone asked him about all the number of times that he failed when he was trying to invent the light bulb. He said, I, I didn't fail all those times. I just found 10,000 ways you know, that it didn't work. But the 10,000th and first way uh, that, that was the one that did it. It was the grit that got him through. Now, I'm not, you know, he was also an intelligent guy, of course, but his intelligence would have meant for nothing if he hadn't had the stick-to-itiveness, the, the almost stubbornness to keep pursuing his vision and make it come into being. And so let's, let's continue with the video now. So I left the classroom and I went to graduate school to become a psychologist. 
I started studying kids and adults in all kinds of super challenging settings. And in every study, my question was, who is successful here and why? My research team and I went to West Point Military Academy. We tried to predict which cadets would stay in military training and which would drop out. We went to the National Spelling Bee and tried to predict which children would advance farthest in competition. We studied rookie teachers working in really tough neighborhoods, asking which teachers are still gonna be here in teaching by the end of the school year? And of those, who will be the most effective at improving learning outcomes for their students? We partnered with private companies asking, which of these salespeople is gonna keep their jobs? And who's gonna earn the most money? In all those very different contexts, one characteristic emerged as a significant predictor of success. And it wasn't social intelligence, it wasn't good looks, physical health, and it wasn't IQ. It was grit. Grit is passion and perseverance for very long-term goals. Grit is having stamina. Grit is sticking with your future, day in, day out, not just for the week, not just for the month, but for years, and working really hard to make that future a reality. Grit is living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay, so I'm gonna get, I'm gonna stop the video here, and, and um, I just wanna repeat real quickly uh, Professor Duckworth's uh, definition of grit. So, passion and perseverance for a long-term goal measured in years. I, that, that I think, it, look, she's the expert in grit, so I think we, we take that as holy writ, right? Uh, but I, I'm gonna disagree with something the professor just said, and that is she called life a marathon. And, and this is, I think, one of the mistakes that we make when we, when we start using these kinds of, of metaphors and we start trying to relate life to something else. So I remember when I trained for the Los Angeles Marathon a few years ago, basically it was a matter of running, starting, I was think I was running 10 miles uh, a day at that time. So then the next week I ran 12 miles a day and then 14 miles a day. And then I started doing um, 16 miles a couple times a week and then the rest of the time less. And, it, and I kept building it up, but I knew that if I kept increasing the amount of mileage that I ran, I was gonna be able to finish the marathon. There was, there was no question. All right, so let's, let's continue. A few years ago, I started studying grit in the Chicago public schools. I asked thousands of high school juniors to take grit questionnaires, and then waited around more than a year to see who would graduate. Turns out that grittier kids were significantly more likely to graduate even when I matched them on every characteristic I could measure. Things like family income, standardized achievement test scores, even how safe kids felt when they were at school. So it's not just at West Point or the National Spelling Bee that grit matters, it's also in school, especially for kids at risk for dropping out. To me, the most shocking thing about grit is how little we know, how little science knows about building it. Every day, parents and teachers ask me, how do I build grit in kids? What do I do to teach kids a solid work ethic? Um, family wealth, standardized test scores, feelings of security, talent, whatever that is, 
don't predict success the way that grit does. So all these things, at least during my lifetime, I was told all these things are what really matter. And it turns out that that's not, probably not the, the, the case. Certainly according to Professor Duckworth's research, that is not the case. Grit is what matters. So as I was thinking about her statement here, I, I recall when I was in high school, um, I had a friend who was, I, I did a lot of high school theater, especially musical theater. Some of you may be able to relate to this. And, and I had a friend, he was just amazing, an amazing voice, a presence. Uh, he, he could dance, he could act, he could, he could do it all. And in fact, it wasn't just his friends and, and the, the, the drama teacher who believed that. Shortly after high school, he auditioned for a play on Broadway and they not only cast him, but they decided to revamp the show in order to take advantage of his talent. I mean, it, it's, it's just amazing. He was right out of high school and he's doing this Broadway show basically for him. I mean, there's, there's, that's success on, by any definition, I would think. The show closed after a week. And he was devastated. And, and I can appreciate that. I mean, you get this huge buildup, and then it just fell flat. People didn't want to watch the show. And that's sad. But what was more sad was he went back to his hometown and he never, never auditioned for a show on Broadway again, never pursued a career as a performer after that. He, he basically gave up. And I, 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 I couldn't understand that. With, with all that talent, all that acclaim behind him, all right, so the first one didn't work. But what about the second one or the third one or the fourth one or maybe even the tenth one? Inevitably, they would have worked. He was too talented not to be a successful performer. And we had other friends of ours who went on to become into performing. And you, if I told you their names, believe me, you would know them. Um, and they weren't as talented as he was. But they stuck with it year after year after year. And they became very, very big in the business. And it, it just, it drives home that point. What, I think the missing ingredients was grit. It's just that that first strikeout was, was just too tough for him. And unfortunately, I think he didn't have the grit to overcome it. Now, I'm not saying he didn't live a useful life. He certainly did. He, he went into um, doing theater for children, and, and he was a very beloved teacher of theater and children and all that. And, that's, and, and, and I think that's terrific. But it's a shame that the world didn't get to see um, him, get to see him as a performer, as the talent that he was. Because I think, I think we all lost something because of that. And, 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 and it's to really drive home this idea. Maybe you know someone like this, or maybe you've struck out a few times 
or one time yourself and you felt like, okay, that's the game, that's, that's it, I'm done. We're never done. There used to be a billboard down the street from where I lived for a, uh, I think it was a kickboxing gym that said, you can rest when you're dead. And as morbid as that is, I, I think it's, it's true. We're not done until we're really done. And grit is what will keep us going to that point. And that, I, I, I think that Professor Duckworth would, would agree with that. Let's uh, watch the last few minutes of her talk. What do I do to teach kids a solid work ethic? How do I keep them motivated for the long run? The honest answer is, I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is that talent doesn't make you gritty. Our data show very clearly that there are many talented individuals who simply do not follow through on their commitments. In fact, in our data, grit is usually unrelated or even inversely related to measures of talent. So far, the best idea I've heard about building grit in kids is something called growth mindset. This is an idea developed at Stanford University by Carol Dweck, and it is the belief that the ability to learn is not fixed, that it can change with your effort. Dr. Dweck has shown that when kids read and learn about the brain and how it changes and grows in response to challenge, they're much more likely to persevere when they fail because they don't believe that failure is a permanent condition. So growth mindset is a great idea for building grit, but we need more. And that's where I'm gonna end my remarks because that's where we are. That's the work that stands before us. We need to take our best ideas, our strongest intuitions, and we need to test them. We need to measure whether we've been successful and we have to be willing to fail, to be wrong, to start over again with lessons learned. In other words, we need to be gritty about getting our kids grittier. Thank you. I think uh, Professor Duckworth summed it up as well as it could possibly be. For ourselves, for our children, for our friends, we need to get grittier about helping us all be grittier. Wasn't Professor Duckworth just terrific? Such clarity in explaining her ideas. Her central theme, grit, perseverance, and passion. They'll get us most, if not all, of the way to wow. They'll help us get our children to their own way to wow. I encourage you to get her book wherever you get your books. It's, it's such a fun book to read, and I think it will really have a significant impact on your life. If you've got someone you think should be on the Way to Wow show, drop a comment or go to the website, thewaytowowshow.com, and send us a message. We'd, we'd like to talk to the people that you'd like to hear from. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, you're still my belle.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.